Greetings, fellow Wordlings, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave, seeking the truth and exposing the lies. I'm your host, Dave Smith. All right, let's get into it. This is part three in an eight-part series. I am joined by Let's Just Think, Coalition, Uncle Leo, and J.R. Strange from the Stereo app, among other things. We discussed the fact that the Call of Duty video game was developed by the military. We also discussed deep underground bunkers and the fact that they're being stocked with food as we're being cautioned of a food shortage. Never yeah, I remember when, uh, I remember before, because uh, Black Ops is what did it for me. I think it was Black Ops 2. I spent way too much time on that game. <laughs> They're addicting. Uh, that, I remember when the military came out with their own game and it was unsuccessful. But I, I was just old enough to think, I'm like, okay, like you're coming out with your own game and it's trash. But, you know, I'm playing the storylines of some of these other games. I'm like, well, the military is clearly involved in this because they have, inf- you know, there's information in these games that no, ad- these are programmers. No average person would know this shit. Dude, you nailed it. I read an article like about a month ago that was saying the CIA had a hand in developing, I think it was Call of Duty. Um, yeah. And they use they use characters in there that represent real life characters. Like the leader of Iran and shit like that. Yeah, they're always based on real characters. Creepy. I always thought it would be like a, a billion dollar moneymaker to have a game where you could fight the U.S. military. Right, they never do it here. Right. Like you but it is interesting the, uh, how they, they'll, they'll allow like, you know what I mean? They'll allow games that show the government in a certain kind of light, which is interesting to me. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Because, like, I don't know. I guess they have to give you that option. Because if if they don't, then I guess it's too obvious, right? Right. And you could wreak all kinds of havoc in a game like Grand Theft Auto, but not against the government. It's just out in the community. <laughs> right, yeah. You you can kill civilians. I mean, you could kill cops, but that's where, that's where it stops. Then you get five stars and you're not going nowhere. Oh my god, that was a great rhyme. You could kill cops, but that's where it stops. Got <laughs> bars, man. Yeah, imagine if they had a game called Assassination, where you would where you organized a coup and set up an assassination of a sitting president. <laughs> no, I mean, give me a realistic open world. Um... Cool, sim- cool simulator. Exactly, right? Let's see. Do you want to work with the mafia? Do you want to work with foreign governments, non-governmental agencies? You got to put together a bunch of people. You got to get funding. <laughs> How are we going to get oh, funding? Man. I know. We'll smuggle drugs. As realistic as possible. I want access to the to the, the deep underground subterranean bases. I need access to right. all these all these secret facilities 
That would be an awesome game. Man, if you heard the theory... I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, if I can't run into the Oval Office and shoot the president, then it's not realistic enough. (laughs) Have you heard the theory that a bunch of these deep underground bunkers are connected by tunnels? Oh, yeah. It's fascinating, isn't it? I mean, they're kind of useless if they are, right? Pretty if much. There's only, there's only one, if there's only one real way in, it's kind of pointless. Right. And if there's five of them or whatever, you got to get right to that one or, or you're screwed and you can't connect, that would be very limiting. Right. I mean, I've, I've seen, uh, I mean, I've played uh, Fallout, you know what I mean? I see the the flaws in having a one way, one way in, one way out kind of vault system. Yep. Did you see the footage on Instagram about two weeks ago where this trucker was um, bringing a load of food into one of these deep underground bunkers? I mean, I've seen similar type of footage, but probably not the one you described. It was wild. They're like, he's like, yep, I was told to leave the truck right here and they're going to disconnect the trailer. And he's he's filming inside this place, and it's massive, dude. The ceilings are like seventy five hundred feet tall, probably no, probably fifty or seventy feet tall. The doorways are like twenty five feet, massive. And he's like, yeah, there's easily room for a hundred truck trailers in here. But that was Just part the of part the part that um, he was in. That was part of the conspiracy too. While we had all the. Uh... I mean, they blamed it on the the um, supply chain or whatever. But, you know, right. we had to experience all of those shortages for such a, a period of time because right. they were they were stocking all of this shit in these facilities. Yeah, food shortage. Meanwhile, this guy's dropping a whole truck full of food in some underground fort. Yeah. Pretty suspect, man. It's crazy. Crazy times times for sure. I don't know. People always talk about, you know, the different times. Like, yeah, I wish I lived back then. I can't reasonably think of a time with my understanding of history that I'd be like, yeah, I would like to spend 80 years there. Yeah, I don't know about 80 years. Like, the summer of love would have been a good time. Like, (laughs) you know, that one maybe two summers, summer of 67 and 68, but then it all hit, all the shit hit the fan in 69, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, you got, you got about a good 10 years at any given point. You know what I mean? You, do, mm-hmm. you don't really want to stay too too long at any given point in history that I don't know of. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, and that whole make America great again thing, that's what kills me about that is like... Uh, when was it great and great for who, you know, uh, great for black Americans, great for native, native Americans. Like, who are you talking about? Who was it great for? And at what time, you know, if you're talking strictly financially great, then that's when the, the middle class was booming. So that's like the sixties, but then in the seventies, inflation started hitting hard and that was pretty much the decline. So, like exactly. you said, you could 
like you said, you could point to a 10 year period, but to try to find anything much more than that, you know, you're on either side of a disaster. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, I'm a, I'm a black man on top of that. So give me a point in American history where I could go back in my time machine and be like, yeah, this is dope. Right. Right, exactly. Because if you're talking about the 60s where it was financial, you know, for my, white middle class America where it was financially booming, well, what if you were a black family? You know, you know, you had no civil rights in the before 64, 65. You had no civil rights. You couldn't vote, you know, living in a back ass where it's country where somebody could drag you out of your damn house. Unreal, you know. Yeah, that, there's never been, I don't know, like, this would probably be the best point in history for me. As fucked up as that is. <clears throat> yeah. But even that, I mean, that's over with. And I'm saying this is going to get worse for, um, for for black people or whatever. I mean, just in general, like, I don't see us collectively moving in a positive direction. So, my, you know, the 30 years that I've been here, have probably been pretty damn good. So, right. It's, you know, yeah, it's I all agree. I think, I think there's more division now than any time I can remember in my lifetime. I'm 50, and uh, people are more divided now. Like, I lived in San Francisco in the late 80s and 90s, and the gay community was all pretty united, right? Because they were all struggling for equal rights to not be beaten up and just to be treated like a normal human being. And now with the LGBTQIILMNOPQRSTUV, um, it's all splintered and divided, you know, you know, the whole abortion thing divides people, the whole gay marriage thing. People get all fired up about that. Like who cares who wants to marry each other? You know, it's awesome. Marry, you know, marry any consenting person, the adult that you want, right on. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's too much to focus on. I think the yeah. average person, the average person doesn't give a fuck. Absolutely. Absolutely. The average person doesn't give a fuck. They're concerned with going to work, making some money, paying rent or mortgage, whatever the fuck. And trying to find some time to relax in between. Like, I don't, I don't know. Apart from my own personal beliefs, I don't, I don't, I don't care what other people do. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't care if you, I don't care if you don't like black people. You know what I'm saying? I really don't. Just stay on my face. Then we, we're cool. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care what gay people do. It doesn't affect me. I, I don't care if they get married or adopt or whatever. I mean, they're not my kids. Whatever. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know. Just my attitude abortion, is I don't care. I mean, if you if you want to get rid of your kids, I don't know. I'm not a part of that problem. I'm not the doctor. Whatever you're gonna do it if you want to do it anyway. Yep. The way I've always I'm looked not at it is like for every gay dude there is, that's one less dude competing with me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> for women. Yeah, I mean, I don't, who cares? Who cares? You do you. Exactly. We're in this weird era where people can't, you know, the whole Karen thing. 
we're in this weird era where people just can't mind their own damn business. I agree. It's weird. As long as you're not shoving something in my face, bro, I really don't care. I have an opinion, of course, because I'm, you know, I'm my own person. Of course, I have opinions about these things. But unless you ask me my opinion or I'm forced to make a decision, I don't realistically care. Same. Unless it affects me, I don't have a huge opinion in it. You know? Because I I, I can't police the world, nor will I ever want to. That's a huge responsibility. I'm not going to sleep at night over what somebody else is doing. I promise you. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would be an awesome dictator, but you know. (laughs) But short of that, I'm just trying to do, do my thing, you know. I agree. Got a couple messages from Wargasm. Here's one. I think one case that resonates with me was of a boy called Amadou Diallo, a young, oh, yeah. a young, um, a young black kid that was shot forty-one times by four police officers whilst they were stood on the doorstep of a house somewhere in Brooklyn, I think. And and this happened in, like, 1998 or something, 1997, maybe. And none of the police officers received any kind of punishment. They didn't lose their jobs. They didn't get prison sentences. They weren't charged. You know, and this, this was, like, just over 20 years ago. Do you know what I mean? It's fucking disgraceful. 41 times this boy was shot. And he was unarmed as well. Yeah. I mean, Amadou Diallo. Diablo Diallo. That's a great one. Thanks for bringing that up. Not only was he on a doorstep, it was his doorstep. He was in front. He was going into his own damn house. The cops roll up and he goes to get his wallet out to show him his ID. And they lit him up 41 times. Like, are you kidding me? And the fact that they didn't do any time, like... I'm sick of that. The police should not be investigating their own. They should go to trial like any of us. They should be tried by a jury of normal citizens, and they should face murder charges just like anybody else if they're unjustly shooting somebody. And if they don't do that, then, you know, don't blame people if a city burns, you know, because you can't just go around murdering us without us, you know, losing our minds. That's the thing about this, the way the society is structured. You know what I mean? We're not as communal because we feel like we're not really dependent on each other, even though we still are. Right. People really felt like that. People would band together. You know what I mean? Like, kind of like, I don't know. I guess the modern day equivalent would be neighborhood watches. But who does that even at this point? You right. Know what I mean? Like. I don't know. People used to come together and <clears throat> I don't know. There I'm a Magna Carta kind of guy. Like I fully believe that people should be dragging these people out of their houses and you know. I like agree, all man. of this you know, the court system is a good idea, but only if you know, 
these people are held accountable by the people ultimately, not by you know the idea of justice. People believe in the idea of justice. Yeah, there is no threat. In, no real threat. You know what happened in India is so in India they Monsanto forced coerced Indian farmers into growing their cotton seed, saying it was going to be better. Blah 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 blah. It didn't do better. It, it, they had a horrible year. Farmers were going bankrupt and committing suicide because they couldn't pay their bills. And then, you know, after a while, the farmers all banded together, went to the Monsanto headquarters, drug the executive out into the street and beat him to death. And then guess what? Monsanto pulled out of India. Nobody cares about you rioting in the streets and, you know, Using your trailers to to block uh, highways, it's probably annoying. But like it, it doesn't really, they don't care. Mm-hmm. And you even get some people, you even get some people to flip sides. Like I couldn't believe some people getting pissed at the BLM demonstrations calling them riots because that you know a target got burned or something like really you really care about some super rich corporation that has insurance over mm. people you're kidding yeah. all those stores were insured you know they didn't lose money in the in the greater scheme of things so that kind of logic choosing the corporation over the individual person that got hurt just blows my mind. I don't know. I feel like they've conditioned people to 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 revolt in silence. Like this peaceful revolution shit has never worked. It's never worked. It's never worked. There, a peaceful revolution has never worked. I don't know. Once once all of this stuff amps up, I'm sure they'll they'll come for me because. If it really goes down, if it ever goes down, I mean, there's only one way for it to go down. So, I mean, I, I'm not confused about it. Yeah, it's, it's wild to think about, right? Because unless the military is on the side of the people, we could never really have a successful violent revolution, right? Because the military would just put it down. But if it started with the military, and the military realized that they're just being used as chomps to go, you know, dictate corporate agenda through foreign policy. And if they mm -hmm. turned their guns around at the White House and said, wait a minute, no, 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 no. This is against the Constitution. This is against the oath I swore. I'm not doing what you're saying. As a matter of fact, you're not president anymore. You know, you know, who knows? I mean, that could lead to a dictatorship, right? Because it does in a lot of countries. But, you know, I think that's the only way that we would see a, a successful revolution. Otherwise, there are too many control mechanisms in place. You know, even just financially, they've got the control of the people. Um, but there was this general back in the 30s, General Smedley Butler. He was the most decorated Marine of his time. And... uh and he eventually became a, pa a pacifist after he retired. And he said that he was basically a gangster 
for U.S. corporations abroad and that he controlled five continents. And he's, you know, he said the mafia, that's child's play. They're controlling cities. I controlled continents. Um, and he was totally anti-war by the end of it. And he, he called it racketeering and just, you know, and he said um, he was approached and asked to commit a coup against the U.S. government. Um, and I think it was right around the time of the new of the new deal when uh, Social Security and everything was being rolled out. Because the second half of the new deal was post was supposed to be free education and free health care. It was going to be like a two part plan. Um, and and so he you know, these people expected him to go along with the plot and be the leader of the coup against the government. But instead, he was a true patriot and he outed the plot. Um, on national TV, and uh, not sure how long he lived after that. <laughs> but um, they picked the wrong person to try to uh, overthrow the government for corporations' sake. But I don't know if you can really point to many times when there was like a military coup that worked out in the people's favor, you know. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens from here on out for sure, man. I don't know. <clears throat> These rabbit holes and, you know, you literally, I don't know. Once you get in it, you literally spend the rest of your life. Because it's never ending. It is never ending. One leads to the next, leads to the next, leads to the next, right? Like, And I hate to sound like a pessimist. Uh but I really don't have much faith in people in mass. So, you know, I kind of just keep it to my faith. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't see how people don't believe in God because God, like God is all I have because I don't, <clears throat> I don't believe people are strong enough or disciplined enough or care enough to change the way the world is in, you know, in any, you know, uh, ongoing way. They might get yeah. upset. They might get bothered. They might get pissed off for a little while and then forget about it. Yep. From posts that I've been, been getting a lot of feedback on Instagram, I see like three responses. One is totally apathetic of like, yeah, right, that'll never happen. And so they don't even want to talk about trying or trying to figure out an idea of how it could happen. And the other ones are like totally, you know, brainwashed by the establishment. Like, you're socialist, and want to throw labels around and just say that everything's good right now. We'll just go wave the flag and everything will be okay. And then other people are like, we could do so much better, you know, and coming up with ideas and stuff. Um, but like you said, we're so fractured and, you know, and, and I think the biggest group of all those people are the people who just want to wave the flag and be proud of nothingness. I'm proud to be an American. Why? Because. Right. Because of what? Because I'm Amer I'm an American. Because I right. I live. Yeah, I'm proud because of nothing that I did. <laughs> I'm proud for no reason at all because I came out of a womb in this country instead of that one. Like that just that just kills me. Like I'm 
know. The thing about that that I don't really understand, and I know there are messages, bro. I'm not trying to ignore you, cuz. But the thing, the thing about that is being an American or whatever you are, whatever your country is, you know what I mean. You can, you can. I, I think you can be proud of your country, but and disagree. Is that part? I think you can be proud of being where you are. Like this is where I am. I'm gonna make it. Um the best that I can make it. That's cool. Like, you want your country to be better. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But just standing standing by your country because it's your country and just bl- blindly agreeing with whatever is going on because it's your country is stupid. Yeah, that's stupid. You said, it, you said it better than I did. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being, you know, having love for your country, right? But when you're proud just because you're from that place, that's kind of weird. Right. Right. Like you should be proud of your personal accomplishments and, you know, triumph over adversity and things like that, things that you've done. But I guess people that don't do much, (laughs) you know, there's that. Alright, that's it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. And remember, if you're digging what I'm doing, picking up what I'm putting down, please spread it around with friends and on social media. Reviews on Spotify Podcasts and Apple Podcasts are greatly appreciated. Alright, until next time.